Let's talk about my mom. Sister Lee recently ran the St. George Marathon in October, although not in moon boots, and set a new record for the highest number of restroom stops ever taken by any marathon participant. She's never used a swear word in her entire life, and since the onset of my father's cancer, she has become a sort of freelance oncologist and probably knows more about mycosis fungoides and T-cell immunoblastic lymphoma than anyone aside from doctors Rosen and Rosenberg at the National Institutes of Health. She has a clean fetish, and she used to assign her children to scrub hundreds of square feet of tile floors with toothbrushes, something that we all enjoyed. I present to you Janet Lee. After the voices of that angel choir almost made me cry, I thought, what will I ever do with a sentimental introduction from my loving son? <laughs> so thank you, Michael, for making me smile. I don't know about you, but I was very glad this morning to wake up and see the sunshine. Somehow, my cold feet and gray skies of January don't do very much to warm my heart. I don't know how you feel about January or how it affects you, but I have kind of a hard time sometimes uplifting my spirits. Gone are the carols and the wrapping paper and the lights, and put away carefully are the wreaths and the garlands and the bows. And out on the curbside sits the dry tree, which has left a trail of pine needles down the driveway. Packed predictably on our hips and thighs, are the holiday treats served loving, lovingly by grandmas, neighbors, and friends. Has your one-horse open sleigh turned to a, into a pumpkin with the first stroke of January? Has your silent night, all is calm, all is bright, gone to study all night? What is wrong? I have no life. I would like to introduce my topic today with a little bit of trivia. Did you know that the month of January is named after the Roman god Janus, who has two faces, one to look into the past and one to look into the future? As we make our New Year's resolutions, we do so, like Janus, with an eye on the future, but also with a look back on past mistakes as well as past successes. It seems that we must do this in order to put our lives into perspective and decide how we can improve and refine ourselves. As we reflect back on our past and get a grasp on the present and look into the future, it is important that we see clear images of where we have been, where we are right now, and where we're going. Think how difficult that would be if the gospel of Jesus Christ were not part of our lives. We would be able to see only the here and now, and our image of the present would be distorted by lack of perspective. It is about seeing clear images with an eternal perspective that I would like to speak today. When we see things up too close without looking at the entire picture, we lose our perspective. Have you ever been to an art museum and viewed a painting from just a few inches away and then stepped back to see the grandeur of the artist's intent? I've always wondered how those great artists could catch the vision of their own work and the finished product only a paintbrush away. Have you ever looked at your face so close in a mirror that a zit appeared to be the size of a strawberry? Not long ago, 
Our youngest daughter, Christy, was getting ready for a party when I heard this horrible sound. I wish I could make it for you, but it was somewhere between a scream and a groan. Fearing that she'd burned herself on a curling iron, which had been left on for an hour, with our five daughters, Rex has spent about the past 15 years running around our house unplugging curling irons. That's how he's trained for marathons. I rushed into the bathroom, and there she sat on the counter with her feet in the sink and her face just about two inches away from that mirror. Gross, she kept repeating, gross, I am so ugly. I can't believe I would even go out of this house looking like this. I stepped closer to see what was so gross, but it escaped me. Look at this, she said, turning her face toward me. Did you ever see anything so gross? What? Where was my honest response? You look wonderful to me. Oh, you're just saying that because you're my mother. If you can't see this red thing on my face, then you are blind. It makes me look so ugly. And as she turned into the light, I finally saw the object of her distress. But just barely. It was a tiny pink thing, barely visible. And in no way did it render her whole persona ugly. I stood there by her side, the two of us looking at her reflection in the mirror. She saw only one thing, yet I could see so much more. I saw a beautiful young girl and could envision her beyond the beginning of her teens to see what she would become. She could see only the moment of anguish. I could see the loving heart and caring spirit. She could see only the blemish, a magnification of what was wrong, and it became the whole of her. No amount of talking on my part could convince her that my image of her was the clear one. I thought to myself, how can she not see who she really is? How can she complain when she has been given so much? How can one little blemish diminish her image of herself? Why can't she see the total picture of who she is and who she can be? And then I had a humbling thought. Aren't we all a tiny bit like Christy? How often do we fail to see things in their eternal perspective? How often do we let one flaw, one mistake, one bad grade, one disappointment, or even many disappointments loom so large before our eyes that we fail to see circumstances as they really are? I can remember the first day the first English paper I ever wrote as a freshman on this campus. It came back with red marks all over it, suggestions, corrections, sentences obliterated. I had thought I was a good student and that English was one of my very best subjects, that I was a good writer. But no, because of a bunch of red marks on my English paper, I saw myself as a failure. Tears rolled down my cheeks as I walked across campus. It was really embarrassing. And I questioned what I was even doing here. Wasn't I being just a little bit like Christy? Did my father in heaven think I was a failure because of one English paper? Of course not. But momentarily, I lost my confidence and with it my eternal perspective. 
I had lost my ability to be the person Heavenly Father saw in me. When we allow this to happen, the light of Christ that is in us dims. That light is a gift to each one of us. We are born with it, and our acts on earth, with our acts on earth, that light either fades or it brightens. As we read in Doctrine and Covenants section 8811, And the light which shineth, which giveth light, is through him who enlighteneth your eyes, which is the same light that quickeneth your understandings. End of quote. Only through that light will we see clear reflections of who we and others are. Sometimes we're fooled by what the media would have us believe is perfection, gorgeous bodies, flawless skin, fashionable clothes. But this is not the way our Father in heaven looks at us. We are told that the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. He uses a measuring stick of eternal perfection, where what really counts is how much we illuminate the light of Christ. Whenever I think of letting the light of Christ shine through us, I think of a rainbow or a prism that refracts light and displays many beautiful colors in the process. Even with the light of Christ in each of us, our lives will be as different as the colors in the rainbow. Remember, it is not possible for us in this earth life to be mirror images of Christ's perfection. However, what we can do is allow his light to shine through us just as light shines through the atmosphere, creating a rainbow, a unique piece of beauty. Despite what the world may tell us, this light or this beauty does not grow brighter with cosmetics or expensive clothes. Indeed, it increases with Christ-like acts of living gospel principles, whether it be taking a few extra minutes to help a friend, being kind to someone less fortunate, speaking a soft word to someone who's stressed or angry, or giving up something that we want in order to make someone else's day more joyful, comfortable, or happy. Marion G. Romney once said, When this life on earth is over and things appear in their true perspective, we shall more clearly see that the fruits of the gospel are the only objectives worthy of life's effort. End of quote. We would all like to have the ability of the two-headed Roman god Janus to look forward and backward at the same time, letting our past experiences direct our future ones. The best way, the only way, this can be accomplished is by bringing the light of Christ into our lives. Only through the light of Christ that is in us and our understanding of the gospel can we see things in perspective, seeing as clearly as is possible in this life what is in the past and the future. I don't know about you, but I want to see everything. I wish I knew more and could understand all things. I'm impatient, and I want to see everything clearly right now. Even as a child, I wondered what it would be like to see my Savior. I wondered if I would know him and if he would recognize me. 
My brothers and sisters, through the years, I have come to understand that if we let his light shine in us, we will receive his image in our countenances, and he will know us, and by our outward appearance, not by that outward appearance, but he will know us because of the light within. He will know us because our total beings will reflect his image, and we will know him because we recognize his light in us. I know that our Redeemer is the light of the world and that his light dwells in each of us. I bear testimony that this is true. I want his image to be on my countenance, and when I look in the mirror of life, I want to see past blemishes. I want his light to glow so deeply inside me that I will be able to see things as completely as possible with an eternal perspective. It is my prayer that we will nurture the God-given light in us. And when we feel its glow growing dim, we will reach out to others in Christ-like ways, reflecting his light and glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.